Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from BBC Studios, the commercial subsidiary of the BBC. You're listening to season three of the TalentWorks podcast, an interview series with digital talent brought to you by Helen O'Donnell and me, Brona Monaghan. Each week, Helen and I speak to the best in the business when it comes to digital talent. Here at BBC Studios, it's our job to discover and nurture the next generation of talent who've built their audiences online and are evolving and innovating the media landscape as we know it. Nadir Nadi is a filmmaker, speaker and tastemaker, driving social change and inspiring a new generation of activists. After finishing his MSc in International Relations at the London School of Economics, Nadir spent time working in London for Chatham House and Amman for the United Nations. But it was through his work with various social media startups and other YouTube channels that he decided to build a career using digital platforms to combat misunderstanding and promote diversity. He is the founder and creator of Benny, an online project highlighting the stories of young people from diverse backgrounds, with the aim of reclaiming the misrepresented narrative they face from mainstream media. He found online fame through his viral YouTube video, Happy British Muslims, in 2014, and was swiftly chosen to be part of the YouTube Creators for Change Fellowship Programme, as well as YouTube's Internet Citizens Programme. He also founded the Benny Run Club, a space for people from different cultures and religions to feel comfortable running, which recently received the global tick of approval, the much-coveted Nike sponsorship. Here's our interview with Nadir. Hi, Nadir. Hey. Welcome to the TalentWorks podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi, how are you today? We're, we're on day four of the retreat. How are you feeling? Oh, it's just like a combination of lots of conflicting emotions. One level, I feel super happy, but on one level, I feel really torn and sad because uh, these relationships that we've had um, um, over the last three, four days in this very intimate space are coming to an end. Well, not to an end. I'm sure they'll grow into bigger and better things, but we have a very cozy environment here and it's become a bit of a safe space emotionally, psychologically. And the end of that is quite sad. It's the end of the beginning. Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit more about you as a creator. Um, I've I've read various articles on you and watched a lot of your videos. Um, and you talk a lot about the kind of objective of creating your platform was to give people who maybe feel they don't have a voice a voice and also to explore the to explore diaspora. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my space kind of was born. Um, out of my experience and to give you a bit more background about my experience um, a lot of people like to call my generation the 9-11 generation so uh, young brown and black minorities growing up in an environment a very politically hostile environment where they felt their identity was shaped by mainstream media wrongly perceiving them to be xyz problems um, delinquents or even uh, part of a religious uh, spirituality that was problematic as well so when your perception of self is shaped by other people, you start to believe what they are saying about you and your identity is shaped by resisting that narrative. So what happens is, is that you have a very kind of narrow um, opinion of yourself. 
But I never had the opportunity or the space to say who I was in my truest voice. Like there was no avenue, there was no platform, there was no, no one giving me a space to say, who are you from your own words? Um, and with the advent of social media, what it did was kind of democratize the media channels in which I was able to say who I was. So now I didn't have to go to a BBC or a Channel 4 and ask for permission to say who I was. I could start technically, in theory, my own YouTube channel, post a video on a 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. Overnight, and this is literally what happened to me, overnight I made my first video and it was basically uh, perceiving young um, Muslims in a way that they'd never been seen before. Um, I'd posted it, I expected it to have like a thousand views. And I thought, yes, this would be great. And a thousand was just going to be my family, most probably because I have a huge family. <laughs> and then literally overnight, I wake up and my phone is plugged into my battery uh, charger. And it, the battery is still low. And I'm like, why hasn't it charged all night? But it's being flooded by emails and messages. And I check the view count. And this is YouTube 1.0. So it's before the kind of cult of what being a YouTuber is. But the video overnight in about literally about 10 hours had about 1.6 view million views. And that was just kind of like, whoa, this is insane. I'd made this route in my, I'd made this video in my bedroom with my mom's old camera. Never filmed a video before in my life, but I was able to mobilize global sentiment of young people who felt very similar in their alienization from mainstream media. To take a step back, to to think I'm going to make a video about this is quite a creative step. What gave what gave you that element of creativity? I think there was always an appetite for it since I was young. I, I, I love art. I love culture. I loved consuming media and different documentaries and films. So it had always been part of my um, palette. Um, I was working before in development and humanitarian work, but I never really had the avenue to be creative. So this was kind of a, a, an experiment just to express myself as a hobby. And out of that, an accident, a viral accident, it kind of propelled me into this world that I'm in now. So it's just funny how you think your life is going in one direction, but it just takes literally a pivotal moment to throw you in a completely different one. Yeah, because I was going to say you the original objective seems like a political one, but then creativity comes alongside that. And I'd see you as much more of a storyteller now and your content has has sort of broadened in that way. Um, at what point did you, uh, from 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 po posting that first video to where you're at now, how has your how have your stories changed? Yeah, so like now it's kind of the evolution from that time to now is that basically I want to provide a space where young people can express who they are in their truest essence, right? Without the tropes that mainstream society might perceive of them. Um, so I make stories and I make um, innovative ways of telling stories about people um, that have never been done before. Um, and that might not even just be content. It could be like offline events. It might be even products that we sell. But how can we reimagine ourselves in a new way? Um, and the approach has been, since I started making videos, it's been so incredible to see the reception. Um, I think yeah, either from brands or from um, mainstream media or from the consumer themselves, because it's a breath of fresh air to see yourself portrayed in a way that you've never seen as empowering. And to be able to provide that platform for people has really given my career an injection that I needed to um, prove to myself that this is what, I, was, what is worth doing. Mm -hmm. And you create that through a media channel called Benny? Yes. What What is Benny? What is, does it stand for something? Yeah, so Benny, so um, I should have said this earlier. So Benny is my YouTube channel name. It's now evolved into like a creative agency as well. And so Benny comes from an Arabic metaphor actually called Benny Adam. And it basically means children of Adam. And the metaphor is, is that it doesn't matter what your inclination is, what your religion is, what your spirituality or what your perspective is. We all come from Adam. 
and we all come from the same root. We're all we're all connected and and, and interlinked. Um, and I liked that metaphor. It kind of resonated what I'm trying to do with my space, which is ultimately connecting people of different perspectives. Um, and yeah, so I just made it Benny. And where has Benny taken you? Because I've seen you've travelled. I mean, you feel like you've travelled far and wide. Where are some of the most uh, interesting places that it's taken you? Travelled, I literally travel, majority of my travel is eastwards. So from the UK, it's it's in the Middle East, it's East Africa and, and Southeast Asia. What's incredible about my work is that a lot of these sentiments that I've shared with you today are shared all over the world. People feel like they've been misrepresented in variety of different contexts so i'm very lucky also i'm very i'm, I'm as an individual i'm i'm um, multicultured i am indonesian kenyan yemeni pakistani so i have this thing i call it cultural mobility where you kind of from a very young age you're very used to kind of morphing into the space that you occupy because you're very used to like being in different cultures at the same time so um do i had the fortune of being in asia and doing some cool work with other content creators there in east africa and middle east and now benny has become almost like a collective of influencers around the world who um can be um uh, also similarly described to represent the space that benny is trying to make stories for do you feel a pressure yeah i think there's definitely a pressure also you know from the people that you're trying to like help as well yeah. because a lot of people like especially when i did my first video like a lot of the there was a lot of heat and setback and people don't necessarily understand what you're trying to do um also identity is a very personal intimate thing um it's who you are so when someone like attacks that you do feel shaken at your core um and that can be very difficult but i think if you spend long enough in this game of bunny fingers you do you develop like a, almost like a thick skin and you realize the stakes at play but what I've learned is what's been very empowering for me and I think of a lot of content creators is that when in the beginning you're seeking validation to be like, hey, this is a good space to be in. You deserve to be here. Your voice is heard. But I think as you evolve as a content creator, you learn that actually validation has to come from the self. And I think once you own your space confidently and you're like, this is who I am and this is the kind of storytelling I'm going to do, you start to realize whatever anybody says around the world in the vortex of social media, which is vast, it doesn't even matter anymore. So I think I've come, I've evolved in my space where I feel like, hey, this feels right in my heart. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to own it. And I've kind of gained an inner confidence in doing that. And who would you say are your creative influences? Because I know that we've spoken a little bit on this trip about how you don't actually watch that, um, that much YouTube. So it's, yeah. it's not necessarily coming. But that's fine yeah. because, you know, a racehorse has, you know, <laughs> they've got the they've guards with eyes, they've got their eyes in the prize. Yeah. So I, I think that's fine. Yeah, I do. I, I definitely watch certain people. I think what's interesting is I love having a good time. I love, I love comedy. I love having fun. But I also think everything should be rooted in a sense of meaningfulness, right? So a lot of the time with my work, I'm trying to bridge the divide between um, having fun um and comedy and also meaningfulness um and i think sometimes the most like incredible messages can be delivered if it's light it's fluffy and, and it's, it's relatable so i like to think of myself as creating meaningful content with an air of um fun um and uh that's what social media has provided the platform for me to do uh and it ultimately bridges gaps between people who might have found these topics quite inaccessible so 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you don't, yeah, if you don't watch a lot of YouTube, who does inspire you? So I, I do watch YouTube. <laughs> no, no, I do. But like, I'm not like, I'm not like, no, no, it's true. You're 100% true. Oh, I just say this because like, I'm not someone who was vehemently watching YouTube. There have been people who've totally shaped my influence mm. um, on YouTube. For example, Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. He basically single-handedly made me feel like I have a space on YouTube because I didn't want to do the whole like in my bedroom, talking to the camera. Um, there was a bit more of an... Uh, arty, filmy side to me, right? And what Casey did was made me realize, oh my God, um, I could make short films on a regular basis and I could carve a narrative and people, there's an appetite for it online. And I know it's really cliche to draw on Casey as a as a reference, but he has done that for so many people and he changed the game. And I have this format called Vlogumentaries, which is basically the vlog format and like a documentary and I try and mesh the two together, the ideas that make young people like, watch a video with, with a bit more kind of uh, factual meaningfulness to it. Um, and um, it, yeah, and Casey was the basically the stepping stone for me to do that. So lots of other people, a lot of the people here, I might watch them on, online um, um, and around the world as well. I'm really interested to see how people are making like formats that you never think would be successful and how they kind of reshape it and make it really entertaining for young people. And to that point, is there a, is there a piece of work at the moment or a particular talent that um, that you're really excited by? Yes. So talents that I'm particularly... Um, I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of the talent in this, in this retreat <laughs> have really blown my mind. Um, I really like it when... Also, I'd say like two people in, in particular that really, really like impressed me from this retreat alone is Isaac who operates in a very kind of like narcissistic model space, right? But actually throughout those last... I don't know if he minds me talking about this, but whatever, I'm sure he won't mind, right? But like you have assumptions about someone who's like uh, in, in, in the high street fashion industry with Versace and Gucci, blah, blah, blah. And we all come in with our own like prejudices about that. But then someone like Isaac came in and he was like the most down-to-earth, vulnerable, like some conversations we had over the fireside, um, relatable person that you would have the opportunity to meet. And it made me realize just like the potential of someone like him having a space online to really break down on like perceptions of masculinity, but also spaces that we think are usually associated with deep narcissism. And that I'm excited about. I'm like, like how to subvert the stereotypes that even I might have about certain people. You said there were two people that were particularly yeah. exciting you. Yeah. And I, one's I, Isaac. And- one's Isaac. I mean, everyone's here. I hate to pick on two. I could talk about all of them. But um, uh, Megan, I've had like more like, I've learned so much from her and I'm so grateful because like I'm constantly trying to challenge my own like biases and like perceptions. And it's so grateful. I'm so grateful to meet a female who can teach me about how I might be subtly um, behaving in a way that might encourage certain biases or not being politically correct in ways that I should be. But I've learned so much from her and I'm grateful for that. And like as a man, I think it's really important for me to humble myself and to know when um, someone knows something more than me 
so like I'm really grateful for the time to listen mm. and um and hear her and um to have people like that online who are who are incredibly uh, woke but also um humble um it makes me feel like the online space is going in a good direction especially in the context of online creators get a lot of stick and a lot of flack for being all about like the prank videos and the Logan Pauls and like being very inappropriate xyz but but we have to remember that there are some incredible people in this space with insanely impactful voices and it just makes me feel very hopeful for the future and to that point we're obviously we're on a retreat with a group of talent and we have been um learning about unscripted formats over the past four days um what have you learned so far what what have you really enjoyed or taken away from this retreat i think one thing that i'd love to share is that when i received the email and i told you a bit about how my channel started and the inaccessibility of opportunity but when I received the email, I felt like it wasn't meant to be for me, right? It's like this thing where kind of you're so set in your resistance of like you never, your voice is never heard and you don't have any other opportunities. But when then someone knocks on your door, you get startled. And like, I think I was very grateful, one, to be invited to this space. But it was such a bizarre experience for like me to walk in a room and someone was like, cool, so tell me your ideas. And like for the last two, three years, I've been knocking down doors. I've been trying to get my voice out there and have my ideas heard. So there was a bit of a subverted, trippy psychological experience of like, okay, someone's listening. Now what are you going to do about it? Like, what are your ideas? And I, to be honest, you never actually thought that far. Like, I, like, like, and now, I, now this channel has been open and I feel very blessed that it's just really like ignited and pardon my French, but I fire up my ass to think like, what can I do now? I have that channel. And it's just like a whole part of my brain that might have been previously subdued has kind of lit up. And I'm thinking, oh my God, there's so many ideas and potential of what I could potentially do. And there's so much work to be done. And I have really needed that in the last few weeks. And so I'm incredibly grateful. And I think over the last three days, we've, we've come up with some um, ideas in 20 minutes, which were actually very decent ideas. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to like going home and developing them. Um, uh, uh, so on an idea level and the opportunity it's been insane and I'm not only saying this because two of them are sat in front of me <laughs> but I'm actually saying this because genuinely it was a very incredible experience as someone who's like attended mildly similar things where people are trying to like develop skills this has been such a wholesome holistic experience also in the creation of people who are here it's been a house that's been very intimate uh, we've learned a lot but the relationships have developed outside of the workshops you know, whether it's around the fireplace, but like the vulnerability and, and the experiences shared are going to stick with us for a long time. And I'm incredibly grateful to cultivate the relationships I have had here. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. But I mean, we talk all the time. We um, everyone feels frustrated. Everyone feels like they're not being heard. But actually, the practical steps you can take is people need the tools to succeed. And people can bitch about whatever industry and underestimate it. But if you don't have, it's, you know, digital talent, they're self-starters. And I think one of the things is they have multiple opportunities. And so sometimes it can be quite hard to sort of simplify things down. And actually the best ideas are the most simple right. ideas. And what is nice about this place is you're kind of, it's, all, it's almost like creative isolation, but then yeah. this whole expansion 
It's yeah, like breathe 100%. in, breathe out. I mean, 100%. I mean, if you're still listening to this, you're probably thinking, wow, this guy takes a long time to say very simple things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been my biggest learning curve, this whole process, is that... No, we just drink it No, up. no. Oh. But like, but like, I could listen to you talk all day. I'm like, carry on. And I'm just like, oh my God, I should have said that in two sentences. <laughs> but like, um, I mean, Bronna, me and you were having conversations like late at night. Like, um, and, and you were really helpful in telling me about like, okay, who am I? And these are conversations where, and it's tough because like my identity is complicated. So when someone tries to whittle it down to like two or three sentences, I find it very difficult. But it's made me realize is that I have to somehow articulately distill who I am um, in a very simple way. And that's what I've come out with today. And and it's about giving myself the best shot Mm. in an industry, like you rightfully said before, is full of no's. So it's not about what I would like to see. It's about how can I put my best foot forward? that it sets me um, in the best stead or the best or I'm equipped as well as I can be to get a yes. Yes, because it's it's about sometimes we try so hard to get in the room. We're like, I need yeah. to get in the room. I need to get in the room. And then it thinks, well, w- when I get in the room, what am I saying? Yeah. What am I doing when I'm there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is what it's been focused on in terms of tools and thoughts that once you're there, what what's gonna what are you gonna do? Yeah, definitely. So it's the, it's the follow through, right? And that's what I'm really looking forward to coming out of this. And then we've had kind of informal discussions what what that might look like. But um, uh, it, there's so much opportunity. I just see like a lot of us are kind of like been mashing ideas already. And what's been amazing is that you guys have never kind of like you like Paul said earlier in his speech. Um, we haven't had to sign anything. You know, there isn't no compulsion on your behalf for us to do anything. So it's incredible. We kind of feel like, in a weird way, we feel loyal to you anyway because like we feel really safe in this space. <laughs> so uh, for me, I'm really looking forward to what comes out of this, um, and I'm 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 just want to learn, and and I'll be checking in with these guys for sure, and and I'll be I'll be bugging them constantly <laughs> whether they like it or not oh well um to wrap up uh for anyone who maybe doesn't follow you yet or hasn't seen your work yeah. where can people find your brilliant work yeah you can I've, so there's a few articles so if you write my name nadia nadi um on google you can find them there also my instagram account is uh, embarrassingly um at right in the nads um you shouldn't forget that because that's quite catchy but then also my youtube channel is called uh, benny so if you just type b-e-n-i i am not the famous turkish singer called benny i am the one below her <laughs> uh, but one day we would uh, we'll get on top of her not in that way though <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> thank you so much for chatting to us thank you for listening to this week's episode of the talent works podcast For more interviews like these, click the subscribe button and you'll be notified when our next conversation goes live. Or you can follow us on Instagram at BBC Studios Talentworks. See you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.